So I'm here again on the Very Basics podcast. My name is Paul. I am a graduate student at Yale University. And if this is your first time, this podcast is about the Bible, about faith, about society, um, and everything else in between. And this morning, I have my uh, dear friend, of course, like most of the people that come here are people that I know and uh, interacted with over the time. Uh, but I have my dear friend, Afiz, uh, who is a biology PhD student. He's a scientist, actually. But he has a unique story and a unique perspective on interreligious faith as somebody who grew up Muslim and then transitioned at some point to become a Christian. I, th- I thought, and I've always, you know, been very interested on the perspective that he brings to this conversation about uh, interreligious faith and what it means to experience two religions, two major religions in the world. So, you know, we're going to listen to Afiz's story a little bit and then ask him some questions about uh, what he thinks and what we can learn um, about the world and about uh, our own faith through his own experience. So uh, let's go to Afiz uh, and have a chat with him. Uh, Welcome, Afiz, to the podcast. Um, It is an honor to have you on the podcast and to have you share um, some of your own personal story and experience. And my prayer, as always, is that people listening would benefit um, from your journey with faith, with with the world, and with the Bible, especially. So, um, welcome. Uh, You know, I think it would be uh, great for people to... Uh, know just a little bit about you, but while you do that, um, you you could chip in, you know, your version of your story with two major religions, uh, namely Islam and Christianity, and then like a little bit of where the Bible falls in in those like two spaces, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, walk us through that. Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. It's an honor to be here. Nice. Um, it's yeah, thank you. I I really appreciate this, and awesome, I yeah. I'm glad to take this opportunity. Nice. Uh, you know, my name is Afiz. I'm a PhD student. Mm-hmm. I'm in the sciences, mm-hmm. um, but I have a very uh, big interest in faith, nice. religion, yeah. um, and it's both my hobby and um, an important aspect to my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was raised in a Muslim household. Mm-hmm. Both my parents are Muslims, mm-hmm. um, and their parents before them were also Muslims. Nice. Uh, neither of my parents like speak Arabic or read. Um, they they can't do enough to like um, to do the like five daily prayers and all that. Right, um, because Arabic is like a big part of the faith of, of the faith. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know because of how much interest they have in faith, mm-hmm. they you know it kind of motivated them. They wanted their kids to be able to you know have first hand experience, be able to like understand what they you know the way they talk to God Mm -hmm. so a big thing that my parents wanted growing up was for us to go to Arabic school Mm -hmm. so I I went to Arabic school uh, yes yes along with my Western education until right before high school when things became harder and like Mm -hmm. with with classes and stuff Um, so I think this um, 
going to Arabic school, like like learning the language and seeing my parents that had so much faith that weren't able to speak the same language really reformed and defined how how I saw faith. Wow. Um, and might also have inspired some of the questions I had later mm-hmm. um, about about faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but an interesting aspect of my growing up mm-hmm. is that neither of my parents challenged or discouraged us reading the Bible or learning about other faith as well. Interesting. Um, which it's like... I think it's hard for anyone to do that, especially because, um, like, Islam, like, I think one of the quotes that inspired me growing up while I was a Muslim was uh, one that said, uh, seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. Mm. It's it's attributed to the Prophet Muhammad, mm-hmm. um, although now, then I thought it was Muhammad that said that. Now I know it's hotly debated that the Prophet actually said that, <laughs> even right. though it might be. Like, it's a good quote. Yeah. And it's like, you know very frequently used in Islam. Right. Um, but at this point, this is a, a major driver of my interests, my, my thirst for knowledge then, mm-hmm. uh, just to just learn as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what's not hotly debated in Islam is that one of the first chapters that was revealed to the prophets mm-hmm. is actually read. You know, yeah. like read and understand better about like the Explore, God that created. Pursue knowledge. Yeah, pursue knowledge. Uh, like the, the chapter is called Ikra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was a huge inspiration for me. Um, I became a Christian around 2014. um, And the details of how this happened remains, some of it remains a mystery to even me. Mm. Um, But I became a Christian at one of, uh, like, a crusade that I went to with Apostle Suleiman Mm -hmm. um, in... Uh, Ogun State, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point in my life, I had known, um, I had many Christian friends around me. Um, it wasn't the first time in my life mm-hmm. that I had Christian around me. There was there were things that were happening that I can't explain to you in that time in my life right. that, that were unique from other times. Like It wasn't the first time in my life I was reading the Bible, mm-hmm. but it was the first time that it was speaking to me personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that kind of describes um, generally how I went from you know being raised by a, a, Christ, uh, a Muslim family mm-hmm. uh, to Christianity. Mm-hmm. When I told my parents, um, my mom is the more um, religious one. Um, she... You know, um, I don't think, I don't think she was thoroughly happy about it. I don't think that would have been her first wish. Right. If not, she wouldn't have sent me to Arabic school. Uh, yeah. Um, but she was receptive of it. She was accepting, mm-hmm. um, and and she understood. She she was willing to learn my perspective about things, and we still talk about mm-hmm. faith now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. it it gives me like a good balance of being able to talk to people that are not in my faith as well. Yeah, <laughs> about my faith. That's so, right. Yeah. Wow. It's a, a lot of landmarks, you know, throughout the journey here. So it sounds like uh, there's something about the the importance of the Arabic language, um, and you know, the the people who practice a faith that requires an understanding of a particular language mm-hmm. and that began to form some thoughts and some questions and some things in your mind. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and, and then you moved on from there and then they're like, okay, so there's like hints in the text that you're reading 
I'm guessing it's the Quran or other related Islam you yeah. know, text that sort of nurtured and encouraged you to pursue knowledge and read and explore. Yeah. And, you know, that exploration included the Bible, right? Yes, and yes. You, you probably read it a few times, but really, you know, not really giving attention. And then one time now it, it's speaking. Yes. To you, like you said, right? Yeah. It's just like a combination of so many different things. Some of it are mysterious. Some of it you can remember. Some of it. It's, it's very interesting the way faith transitions, right? And this doesn't even just include, uh, you know, transitioning from another faith to, you know, a completely new faith like your experience has been. But even within the same, within the same faith, right? Yes. I know a lot of Christians who became a different kind of Christian, you know, just through experiences similar to yours. Mm -hmm. and, and like, all of that is really very interesting. And that's one of, the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you, because like, transitioning from faith is not a, like, it's a common thing, but it's not a very well-spoken of thing, right? People don't really talk about transition from different faiths. Anyway, that's a lot of yeah. um, comment on your story. But it's just to say, uh, you know, Tease out the, the language bit a little bit for me, right? I, I want to learn more. Like, how, how does that form questions? What kinds of questions? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, I can say inspire and motivates, but I also struggle with, mm -hmm. uh, as a, both as a, when I was a Muslim and now that I'm a Christian, yeah. is that not only am I those things i'm also a black man oh my god that grew up in nigeria oh my god yeah <laughs> and nigeria had its own um original traditional religion yes and you know trying to understand how these faith came into our culture and and these aspects are things that raise a lot of questioning in my mind yeah. um and some aspects of this are true for both religions oh, that's, like yeah. both islam and christianity mm -hmm. um but my parents' faith, like how much they sought God mm -hmm. um, and the fact that they couldn't speak Arabic, which was a necessary means to communicate with the God that they loved, mm -hmm. raised questions in my head. Questions like, you know, God created so many languages. Mm -hmm. There was a reason he, he did this. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, he, for, first of all, got to humans through just one of them. Yeah. That was a feeling in my mind. Yeah. So, if he created all these languages, why, why the, um, why does he need us to only communicate to us in one, mm -hmm. to him in one? Mm -hmm. Why does he only understand us through one? Yeah. So why can't I, in my Yoruba language, speak to God directly? This oh is this God. is a question that came to my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like this is a dilemma. I think even in Christianity, just oh, like, for people thinking, "Oh, yeah, Christianity, we we didn't solve it, right? We we only solved it with translation." True. I I this is also something that I'm only beginning to realize as well as a Christian, mm -hmm. and then challenges me to actually explore more, understand more, mm -hmm. um, and you know. But like the 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 more you overcome a challenge, the closer you are to, you know, knowing God and and uh, be, becoming closer to Him. Mm -hmm. I also learned later about the you know the original text, yeah. um, the difference between the Catholic yeah. uh, and the Protestant reformers, yes. and then this 
took me back to the same question. Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same question yeah. of how the original, you know, the, the earlier faith thought that the only way for us to communicate with God was through Latin. Yes. Um, and and it actually was a struggle to first translate Christ, uh, Latin to German yeah. and like the, the first translations yes. and led to the whole war. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. so probably the only difference here is uh, uh, Protestant Christians or Christians in general found a way to democratize um, the Christian faith through the power and, and technology of translation. True. And, and probably uh, Islam. I you know I have a I have a English Quran on my library. Like mm-hmm. you know I, I read it there, but I don't think it's something that is widely accepted, um, even like you know in like some places where Islam is practiced, some countries where Islam is practiced. Yeah, I think it's I think people do read. Uh, English Quran. Mm-hmm. The the main challenge, at least for me, is that even though people read English Quran, people go to Yoruba sermons about the Quran. Ah, uh, yeah. When people pray to God, they still pray in Arabic. You still pray. You still read the surahs. You still right. say words that you don't directly know what each word means. Yeah. You know what the entire sentence is and what it does. Right. But like word for word, it doesn't feel like you are directly saying what's on your mind, like how you, you would pray in the morning. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. It's it's a legitimate question and in, in, in concern. And again, like it's truly, truly fascinating the way your journey turned out. Um, and like the understanding of your parents, especially your mom, and all of that is like is really, really gener- generative and, and generous in that sense. Uh, but now you are a Christian, transitioned a few years ago. Um, definitely, it's not without challenges. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so talk us through some of that. What what is the what does it feel like? Uh, to transition from or to have experienced two faiths, right, two religions, and what are some of the challenges now as a Christian? Yeah, I, so no aspects of your life are ever like totally removed. Mm-hmm. Your experiences are still your experiences. Being a former Muslim that's a Christian still defines some of my experiences sure. and some of the things that I do. Um, I, I would say that. The early transition, there are there are challenges from both sides of first having friends that I went to the mosque with. You can try to go back to me to that day yes. <laughs> when I decided at least a couple of weeks ago, I probably went to mosque with certain friends and yeah. was still in the same space as them for, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so one of the challenges this first presented to me was um, I had a particular friend that I used to go to mosque with and we would pray together very frequently he saw it almost like a personal attack like oh, almost like a betrayal yeah um and i think our relationship changed fundamentally after oh i became God. a christian yeah. um and, and that was an important challenge because this person was important to me yes you know it was a relationship between god and me yeah you know not they're not holding me to god yes. um I, I wish this is an aspect that people understand that yeah. each person's relationship with god uh you, you know you can influence you can you can motivate but like it's still their relationship with God. Yes. Um, so this was a uh, challenge on the Islam side. And, you know, this can still be a challenge with s- certain people that through my name, yeah. Afiz, uh, learned that I used to be a Muslim, you know, 
some people approach it with curiosity. Yeah. You know, once you hear my story, learn about me as I am. Yeah. Um, others might see it more as like a, a challenge of, yeah, yeah. you know, are there things I can tell this person to yeah. motivate them back and, yeah. you know, like convince them back to Islam, um, conversation of, of conversion. Um, but I also, you know, I'm so aware of like what this poses um, and, and like have an open mind from a perspective of, I, I do have friends that are Christians now that I imagine if the reverse had happened, this would also be a challenge exactly with Exactly what I was going to say, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not clean on the other it's side, too. It's not clean right? on the other side, either. <laughs> you know, imagine my story was I was born in a Christian family, and I, today, mm-hmm. out of faith, uh, you know, somehow mm-hmm. thought that I wanted to be a Muslim. There might be Christians that stop talking to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think either the Quran or the Bible teaches this. Somehow people learn it mm-hmm. um, and make these decisions, mm-hmm. but they're not thoughts in either text. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, you know, we're responsible for, for exp- talking to people about our faith, but we're not responsible for their decisions. That's right. Um, That's a problem. So, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, so it's... it's uh, you know that's like the main challenge on, on both sides another challenge could be that um my perspectives on faith might be seen more as diluted by people that have you know grown up in yeah. a christian family mm-hmm. um especially in situations where i want to come in to clarify certain um ignorance or misunderstanding about another faith yep you know when when people wants to you know People want to make stereotypes about other religion. People yes. want to say that this religion is this yes. and this only. Yes. This religion is that and that only. Yes. You know, this religion is, you know, in quote, violent and yes. things like that. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I came from there. I came from there. And that's not what it teaches. Yes. And, you know, people can be this or that. Mm-hmm. Not only in that religion, even in the one I'm in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people can have interpretations based on how they understand the text mm-hmm. and their personal experiences mm-hmm. it's not what the religion fundamentally teaches oh my god so my experience can be seen as diluted because ah oh, it didn't grow up in a christian yeah, yeah, background yeah, yeah. family um but like i i'm understanding and i'm, I'm fine <laughs> with these things <laughs> wow this is really eye-opening bro this is like yeah I, and i'm so glad that we are talking about this because you know, I, I, I'm sure there are experiences similar to yours out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure somebody's feeling affirmed, you know, by you sharing this, um, exa- especially the way you do it, um, trying to pinpoint the challenges that would have been if you had even stayed or uh, if you had transitioned from the opposite side, right? Mm-hmm. And it, not, not like not really giving. Um, uh, uh, the 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 credibility to one and saying oh yeah this one is that and that one is this you mm-hmm. know but but trying to really assess the situation and say yeah it would have been the same on both sides right I'm not saying that uh, you know Christian like Islam folks are that right Christian folks could have been that too yeah right? so, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and for sure like you know and I can give several examples of people leaving. Within just within Christianity, people leaving one denomination, one church, to another church, mm-hmm. and people feeling a certain way about it. Oh, why are you going to that church? They are yeah. this and they yeah. are that. Like we yeah. have this supersessionist way of looking at uh, things that are not ours or like groups that we are not members of. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It seems almost like an automatic thing with humans. Yeah. Is to just, you know, every time you're within a group to find subtle differences. And then once you're within that subgroup, you find more subtle differences. Yes. Like in, intra-faith denomination and, and struggle are in both religions are. are just as like exciting yeah. <laughs> to explore yeah. as inter. Yeah. You know, like even in the context of, you know, like wars that we're fought and, and, and things like that. They're, yeah. they're very, they're interesting and yeah they always exist right right how i can definitely not ask you challenges without asking you like how you are trying to overcome some of some of these challenges like the one about faith dilution is is really interesting to me right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i can i can imagine like how that will make you feel like oh your faith is not authentic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you mm-hmm. didn't start out the way I started out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and that sort of challenge is like wild how are you overcoming some of these um, um, challenges well some of it is you know learning learning the truth in it mm-hmm. the truth in it is that I you know there's always room for me to grow correct but there's room for the person thinking about this for me as well to grow you know, the person that thinks that my my faith is diluted. There's room for them to grow as well. Yes. Um, and I think there are benefits to both sides. There are benefits to being raised by a Christian family. You know, your foundation, the fundamentals of Christianity are taught by parents who have walked this for many years and can yeah. talk to you about struggles. But I think the benefits of... Um, of, of deciding at some point consciously everyone has to decide consciously at some point even if you were raised by in a Christian household yes. you know yes. um, but the the radical change of like deciding at some point shows that I thought about it mm-hmm. and um, there was a, a motivation spiritually mm-hmm. um, and there was a choice mm-hmm. uh, it, it wasn't just that handed over to me mm-hmm. by, by my parents it mm-hmm. was a it was a decision I had to make it was a difficult decision yeah. because people's faith can also be their identity. Yeah. And sometimes changing faith can feel like a change in identity. Yes. Um, so, you know, here's a struggle. Here's a here's a, a decision I had to make. So, you know, who's anyone to tell me that it wasn't a good enough decision or that my decision, I've not been working on it enough. Yes. Uh, it's a relationship between me and God when it comes to it, down to yeah. <laughs> what's important. Yeah, and people need to respect that mm-hmm. to a good extent. Yeah, wow. You and I talk a lot about the Bible, mm-hmm. and I want like listeners to j- jumping on some of those conversations. So, how important is like the Bible with all that we know about it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all that we appreciate about it? Yeah, uh, the problems, mm-hmm. the great, the great parts, um, and everything that we know about it. How has that been a, a like a part of your faith formation so far? Well, it helps that when you're young and just start reading these two texts, they feel so similar. Hmm. It's so similar, it's confusing why there are differences in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, wait, there's Moses here and there's Musa here. There's, yes. you know, there's, um, there's Joseph here, there's Yusuf there. Yeah all the main characters are here and there so why the world problem why the wars why the fight yeah. you know that that's what it feels like when you're young um, mm-hmm. and just exploring these things for the first time um, especially when you're allowed to explore both it yeah. feels like why mm-hmm. um, 
Uh, yeah, uh, but you know that that helps the similarities. Um, but I think under understanding the subtle differences mm-hmm. is important to making that decision at some point. Makes sense. You know, like knowing that Jesus is not only in the Bible; he's also mentioned in the Quran. Oh my God! Right? Yeah. Like not many people know that. Mm-hmm. Not many people born in Christianity know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fundamental differences is the story that you know Jesus died for our sins Mm -hmm. versus Jesus never died and was just raised to heaven Mm -hmm. by God Mm -hmm. almost like the story of Enoch in the the Quran that's the version of the Quran the story of grace is the clear distinction between Bible and Quran Mm -hmm. that God sent his son to Mm -hmm. die for our sins Mm -hmm. um, and he wants a personal connection with us Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah the, the, the Quran believes that it's more like a, a works, um, almost like a Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Quran also believes that Jesus was not the last mm-hmm. to be sent. Mm-hmm. There was someone else after him. Mm-hmm. That's another fundamental difference. Mm-hmm. And that person is Muhammad, mm-hmm. who in the Quran is the last prophet. My so God. understanding the subtle differences um, yeah. helps you make your you know decisions it also creates a lot more questions it sometimes does. right it does. of course <laughs> like, it should, I should yeah say. yeah you feel like you've like you know crossed a hurdle and you're like ah there's a thousand more questions mm-hmm. left to be answered mm-hmm. um so that's you know that's how i went from reading the bible because it starts at being familiar mm-hmm. like it sounds like oh this feels just like reading the quran yeah and then when you go deeper you start you know finding the subtle differences and why even though this is subtle it leads to a grand you know distinction between two two different world religions mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah wow it, is confusing part of your vocabulary would you would you describe your faith ever with a, a word like confusion Oh, like right now? Yeah, or even bef- like in the past? Um, yeah, I, I would say that. I would say that at some point it was confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, it's accepting the mess, <laughs> accepting the difficulty, mm-hmm. and and accepting that these are things that happened so many years ago. Yeah. Um, and. I, pers- I personally believe that there is a gift aspect to it and there, there are mysteries that I would never understand mm-hmm. um, uh, and there are things that I might never be able to show evidence to people mm-hmm. but you know this this partly is the definition of faith it's yeah. like something you have no evidence for right um, yeah so I, yeah I think talking about messiness mm-hmm. that's like something that a lot of people don't want to hear because you know we faith for many for many people faith has to like faith and truth they're synonymous right mm-hmm. so for them like there's you know this this should be some uh, sense of certainty mm-hmm. right? we should be certain about something like if you're confused it's not faith mm-hmm. if it's messy it's not faith mm-hmm. like it has to be clean pure straightened out you know oh, yeah. fixed it's sort of like you, you get what I mean right? I get what you mean and and you talking about messiness, oh my God, it's like mind-blowing. Because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like last night I was writing a paper on messiness. Right? Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, the accepting, appreciating messiness mm-hmm. when it comes to the Bible. Yeah. Uh, because it's not all clean, right? Yeah. But yet we can still form faith out of it. Yeah, because 
you know, we humans, we're, we're messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there are there are no rules to define what we're like yeah. in the way we think mm-hmm. in our social uh, evolution right. in in how things change over time in yeah. how we document things. Yeah. Um, yeah. There there are a lot of slight changes that yeah. happen right. and the changes are important. They're cool too. Yeah. And I'll say that messiness for me was is not only um, in my heart is not only um, caused by. Islam versus Christianity. You yeah. know, even when I became a Christian, another hurdle was that I fell in love with science as a Christian. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know to evolve or not to evolve, yeah. or like uh, you has... Christian who is also a scientist. <laughs> please, you want to talk about science and Christianity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you know when you become interested in science um and and you want to keep doing science and you're in faith you have to embrace the messiness you have to because yeah there are things that in my mind don't fit don't gel it's not a nice little box packaged together where everything is defined yeah but i have to you know i have to embrace just understanding better as much as possible because this is why the the world is exciting if there is nothing more to figure out or or nothing more to learn it's just one giant boring oh my god I like that word too boring (laughs) yeah Yeah, so all this while you were talking I was was, was just thinking about like a list of things that I read about um, messiness and one of them is by a guy called Pete Eanes uh, he did his PhD at Harvard, a really brilliant guy. He wrote a book called um, The Sin of Seventy, mm. which is like the way people would make an altar for seventy and worship seventy, and seventy is the way for faith. Like mm-hmm. it has to be this, and it's this only. Like universally, everybody has to accept this, and I'm very certain about this, and that's why my faith is strong, because I'm very convinced about this. And it's like, eh, no. The, you know, those people who have like strong faith, people who are really journeying with God, people who are really like exploring their faith, they have to deal with uncertainty, they have to deal with the evolution of faith as a journey, right? Not as like one big event that you grasp in an instant, but it's like something that you journey with and at some point it evolves and you believe something and you throw it away and you take another thing and you believe and you refine it and you keep going. Uh, and as you're talking about all of that, I'm like, oh, I'm imagining all of these things in my mind. Yeah. Because for sure, that's what it is. Like, you know, Christianity and science, science that's like another huge topic. Oh, it is. Like, it's a whole different podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, generates, again, that word, a lot of messiness in my head. Mm-hmm. And, and just in that, you know, the being humble about it, the humility that, I can't know everything. Yeah. I can just learn a little bit more every day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can garner, you know, this amount of knowledge over time, but yeah. it's still very, very, very tiny to like yeah. what's what's known about the world and what's not known about the world. It's a lifetime thing, man. Yeah. I, uh, I appreciate your faith and I can tell it's a strong faith just by the way you describe it. Uh, but let's talk about what uh, we can learn from each other. And by we, I'm talking about people of other faiths, right? We live in a, in the world that is interfaith, whether we like it or not. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of mission efforts out there 
where like the primary goal of missions is to spread faith mm-hmm. and it's going to be disappointing to people but I personally don't imagine a world where all of us believe one thing. Mm-hmm. It it's probably a very utopian, idealistic whatever imagination that we should give up on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is to say, we would always, always live in society, in community, with people who believe different things, with people who have different faiths. It's been so in history, it is so now, it probably would not change. Mm-hmm. So what can we learn uh, from from each other? And in, in, in your specific story, you have a unique perspective. So do you think there are things that Christians can learn from Muslims and Muslims can learn from Christians and why? This is a this is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I think there's a lot to learn from each other, and you know, having these two most popular uh, religion in the world almost causes them to challenge each other, yeah, and understand a little bit more yeah. uh, about each other over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this isn't just both big ones challenging each other yeah within each religion oh my god there's also so many sects yes that also challenge the way that they yes. think about things yeah. um and i think what we can learn from each other why differences are important is that questioning is important mm-hmm. and to get closer to god you not only need to accept everything you're being told mm-hmm. but it, it forces you to ask why yeah um how yeah like you know and, and for example the questions i asked about like why do i have to speak arabic to god all the time yeah these are questions that people need to ask um and also people need to learn a little bit more about their history yeah. how did their religion Evolve. come to where it is yeah. um the utopian religion that you brought up mm. is is why I'm more interested in, in like kind of tackling a little bit. I don't know what's going to happen about it, but one thing I find it analogous to is um, is language a little bit. Yeah, because you know religion has also spread at the same period as language is did. Yeah. And I remember asking myself this not so long ago. I was like, Are we gonna get to a point one day where? We all speak English. <laughs> it's scary to think about. Yes. But as many percent of the world that speaks English now, this wasn't true many years ago. Yeah. Um, your country and my country, their official yeah. language is English, mm-hmm. but this wasn't true, mm-hmm. I don't know, 70 years ago so, before yeah. our independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it creates a diff- similar question of, you know, does everyone have to speak the same language as I do mm-hmm. uh, to, to become close to God? I don't know the answer to this question. For sure. When it comes to faith. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but these are two connected mm. uh, topics. That, mm. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. In, in the topic of questions, right? Questioning and asking um, and debating, they are like the most hated words when it comes to religion for most people mm-hmm. why should you question it accept it why should you debate it it's, it's a sin it's not right it's like, it's a sign of disbelief it's doubt doubt is an enemy to faith and so on and so forth yeah I think you should question it because 
you know this I this um this way of thinking might might not be like the, the best but basically God gave us free will mm-hmm. and God gave us brain to be able to analyze stuff oh my god yeah understand stuff yeah I think it's important for us to use it yeah um mm-hmm. and faith is about you know accepting God as a person mm-hmm. you know like as you know getting a good relationship with God mm-hmm. But I think that it doesn't, your faith shouldn't just, you know, pl- uh, plateau the way it started. Yeah. It should grow. Yeah. And for it to grow, you need to ask questions. Yeah. You know, you, you need to ask, you know, whatever. what's about this, you know, Bible, did I not understand before? Yeah. Um, are the years, you know, have people really existed for this long? Yeah. Questions like that. Yeah. Um, and and I, I heard you mention last time the, the story of languages mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, on the tower. Mm-hmm. And I found that very exciting because mm-hmm. I was like, huh, okay. I'm mm-hmm. glad to know that maybe it was a story <laughs> that was passed down mm-hmm. from generation to generation within the uh, Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that as well is something important to question. Yeah. It's like, so... Did we used to live Ethiopian world where everyone spoke one, and yeah. was it a catastrophic event that led to speaking many, or was it gradual? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. These are questions that it's important for us to just even know how the word around so yeah. us works. Yeah, and even for faith, right? It's yeah. important. Like the entirety, I, I can think of so many sections of the Bible that exist because of questions. Mm-hmm. Right? Like almost all of the fourteen, fifteen, whatever, depending on what you think about the epistles of Paul. They all almost evolved and came about because of questions that people yeah. were asking, right? So the questions, debates, brainstorming things, having heated conversations, it's always been a part of faith. And it's actually been a good thing, you know? It's actually added to faith more than passive acceptance in whatever in the name of belief. Yeah. yeah. Would it be wrong to say almost every book after Acts that really reform or, or inform how Christianity is mm-hmm. right now came from questions. Oh, yeah, it is solving a problem. Because it was Paul answering yeah, questions. Yeah, Paul answering questions. <laughs> yeah. Should we eat food that has been given to our idols? No. How should we marry? Okay, what if, uh, what if the younger ones in the church are behaving a certain way? How mm-hmm. should we respond? Okay, these people speak in tongues. These people don't speak in tongues. How do we make sense of that? You know, And it's all questions over questions over questions. Trials, tribulations, troubles. The Romans are persecuting us. How should we behave? Okay, taxes. What should we do? What about tithes and offering? Okay, communion. Is it food? Should we drink it? Should we eat it? Should we whatever? It's all questions. Yeah. It's all questions. Yeah. You know, so. And I, I like we can't mention it without without mentioning one of the questions that was most important to me, which is uh, I think it was in Ephesians the question of are are Jews the only ones that are allowed to be? Christians? Oh my god! Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. kind of like basically answers many of the things we talked about today. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and it was probably a huge step to Christianity being the way it is right now. Yeah. And yeah. it's very similar to to what we're talking about languages. Yeah. It's like this section of people are not the only one that have access to God. For and sure. if that never came up, maybe it wouldn't be the way it is right now mm-hmm. because Gentiles, you and me, mm-hmm. would be like, well, this is not meant for us. Yeah. It didn't begin with us, yeah, and it's and it's a big thing, like you know, gentle Christian, uh, gentle Jewish relationship. In fact, the the 
Apostle Paul, his entire ministry was built upon this big question. And he spent a lot of time after all of his missionary journeys advocating for Gentiles, making a point to show to his colleagues that God had indeed welcomed uh, Gentiles into the faith. And he has several, several signs and wonders to confirm that. And he advocate, advocated for them severally, you know, for this. And it's all in the book. It's all right there. So I, I say all of that to just echo the, the, the importance of the point that you mentioned, that questioning and questions and thinking out loud and debating things is all part of faith formation. And we, you know, the earlier we accept it and, and, and include that, the, the better it is for our own uh, development, um, spiritually, I mean. Nice. Okay, let's 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 wrap it up all here. You know, with all these wonderful conversations, um, starting from your faith journey and you know the place of the Bible and all of that. Let's let's wrap it up here with uh, what you know from where you sit, right? For where what benefit? What what comment? What what advice? What 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 is that burning thing that you want to share with? Uh, people out there listening to conversations about inter interfaith uh, relationships? I think it's important to continue to challenge, mm, challenge your faith. Yeah. And I think even after the decision of staying in your faith, whether your goal is to bring everyone mm -hmm. to this blessing that you've experienced mm -hmm. or not, you should learn about theirs as well. Yeah. And uh, just learning about others can allow us to have a semblance of, <laughs> yeah. you know, of a cordial, uh, uh, a good community where there aren't, you know, <laughs> too many stereotypes, violence, oh my God, or, yeah. or, or things like that. Yeah, Yeah, I, I know that evangelism is important to Christianity. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's only important to Christianity, it's important to Islam as well. If not, we wouldn't have as many people as we, as we have in right. both religions. Mm -hmm. um, but like not allowing, you know, the, the, the need to, the, you know, although it's important, not allowing that to blind us to the importance of, you know, being our brother's keeper. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's like an important uh, message to have. I would never like discourage evangelism mm -hmm. or discourage talking about your faith, mm -hmm. but it should be approached from a um, from a this here is something that I found and it benefits me so much, mm -hmm. and I just can't wait to share it with someone that I love, mm -hmm. as opposed to just a mission of conversion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Evangelism, oh my God, yeah. It's, it's always a very sensitive thing mm -hmm. to talk about when we talk about interfaith relationships because mm -hmm. it seems as though like evangelism is like another way of patronizing people's faith and proselytizing and you know, like it has this, the, the histories of it mm -hmm. has this like imperial backing and you know, has a little bit of like colonization eating up. In oh yeah, there. absolutely, a lot. <laughs> a lot of it. And people don't wanna hear that because it's like just a simplified version of all of this giant strokes of problematic things. Yeah. But the way you said it is very uh, generous and graceful. Since that, you know, I, 
I'm not going to discourage you from doing it, but you yeah. know, do it from a perspective where it's sort of respectful of other people's faith. Yeah. And, and also passion. listen to their evangelism, listen. right? Because yeah. when you go thinking, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me, yeah. also go with the awareness that they probably have something in them that they think is the best thing that's ever happened to them as well. Yeah. And then this is how, how you challenge yourself. Yeah. Um, and you probably come out stronger yeah. in your own belief after that challenge. My God. Yeah. I appreciate you so much, Afiz. Uh, would you mind ending by telling us what your, what your name means? Your name came up in the, in the thing, and I wanted to ask you, but I forgot. Um, what, what is it? it doesn't seem apparent to me that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Muslim name. What does it mean? Yeah, Afiz is an Arabic name. Um, it's like many of the Arabic names that start with Abdul. Oh, so it's Ab nice. it would be Abdul Afiz. Okay. Oh, Abdul meaning servants, mm -hmm. and Afiz meaning preserver. So like okay. servants of the preserver. Oh, wow. Servants of the God that preserves. Nice. <laughs> or nice. or protects. This is yeah. a sign that I need to take Arabic seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been a fascinating conversation uh, on a beautiful Saturday morning in, in, in our little study space here in our apartment. Um, Thank you so much for sharing wonderful stories with us. It's been a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Paul. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Okay, listeners, uh, we'll see you in another podcast uh, coming up shortly, um, wherever you get your podcast. All the best. See you.